Hello and welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear from incredible women in science and technology who are from a diverse range of backgrounds, experience and basically all walks of life. My aim with the conversations that you'll hear on this show is to bring out the humanness of STEM, science, technology, engineering and maths. I grew up in a very STEMI environment where my dad, who's an engineer, always encouraged me and my two sisters to ask questions and be curious about the world around us. Let's face it, our planet Earth is such a fascinating and incredible place and I certainly wanted to understand how it all works. As a result, I qualified as a fluid dynamicist, having done my undergraduate in mechanical engineering, which basically taught me to look at the world in a very logical and rational way. By the end of my studies, I was able to mathematically model how turbulence works. And looking back, I think I started to believe that most things in life could be explained using equations. It was only after I graduated from university that life itself taught me that not everything is logical or predictable. Life is actually messy, chaotic and non-linear. So here on Innovation, I want to hear from how other women in STEM deal with that. I want to learn how others stay emotionally balanced and fit. This week, I talked to Celine Montanari, who's a biocomposites materials engineer. She's about to finish her PhD at KTH Royal Institute of Technology for the Department of Fibre and Polymer Technology Division of Biocomposites. She's based in Sweden, but she's French, and she's so inspiring. Here's our conversation. My name is Céline Montanari, and I'm actually in Sweden right now, in Stockholm. Uh, so I'm French, and uh, I moved to Sweden a bit by curiosity, actually. And I discovered in Sweden uh, wood and wood as a material, and I was so interested in uh, trying to work more on this material and develop new wood-based materials. And that's how we came up with this idea of this transparent wood. See what I do. So from this white wood, I fill it with a material so that it becomes completely transparent. So this is the transparent wood, for example. And that's, that's what I'm working with every day uh, in the lab. So this is my research, trying to make this more transparent, more advanced, more functional, larger and so on how did you get into this like was there something that happened early on maybe in your childhood where you thought I want to spend my career becoming an expert in wood I always loved nature first of all so I, I grew up in the city in very close to Paris and there there is of course not a lot of nature but I had the chance to have my grandparents that live in the Alps in in France so I've been sort of raised in this a bit more sportive environment. We would always go hiking in the mountains and I still do it a lot. And it's sort of my, uh, where I can relax and recharge still now today. Um, so I've always been surrounded by those trees and always been curious about it. But, and then I started studying engineering um, and I've actually studied material science engineering. So that's my background. So it means that we work a lot on different aspects of the materials. It could be polymers, so there's more chemistry, but also a lot of uh, mechanics, physics related to composite materials, for example, or metals, ceramics, and glass. And sustainability has always been a major part in my, I don't know, I guess in my education or my way of seeing things in life. I'm always trying to 
I'm a very manual person. I like to build things. And if I can build them or have sort of an impact on the world that helps towards having a more sustainable society, I would always uh, try to contribute somehow. I went to Sweden as an exchange student. Uh, it was in 2015 or 16, sorry, 2016. So when you arrive by plane, you just land on top of the forest, wherever you go in Sweden. It's just forest everywhere. So it's so beautiful. And I arrived there and I uh, started studying more about those natural fibers composites, which are called biocomposites. I found something that I was very passionate about, basically. And then looking back now after, well, I'm almost at the end of my PhD and it's been almost four years that I'm here working on this material. And looking back, then I, back I can really see connections in my life that were also like, I, w I wouldn't see myself anywhere else, basically. I think this is uh, what I'm trying to say, um, that it's, uh, it really connects to also my mindset and not only my scientific background, but also, I guess, my conscious and my mind, like working on sustainable materials and wood in particular really makes me happy. I wanted to ask you what it's like being a woman in a very male-dominated industry like engineering. Um, but I'm, I'm almost tired of asking these gender-specific questions because I think it's more important to have passion, whichever gender you are, for the subject that you're in. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. But what has it been like? Because you really don't look like the stereotypical engineer. So have <laughs> you felt the effects of not being stereotypical? Yeah, you mean not too nerdy or... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think it's like it's important to have um, hobbies, you know, in life. Not only like science, it's not everything. Um, someone, I think I'm pretty social person, and that's true that we we're not so many women uh, in science in general. But I think it's changing, and I tend to always try to look at the positive side of things, and instead of looking at all oh, like there are 70% or 80% male, I see at the other 20 and 30% that are women. And this number is growing every, every year again and again and again. And I think that's, that's really, that's really good. And I try not to focus so much on this. And I think that every woman should be more self-confident about their, you know, like their competences and, and try to follow your passion. And of course, it's difficult to know. You don't always know what is your passion until something comes along in your life and then you grab it. And then you say like, okay, this is what like makes me wake up every day. And I like you know, to wake up and go work on this. So then you shouldn't, ha shouldn't have any limitations that like stop you from this. Gender is not, I think, a valuable or valid limitation. You should always strive to be like, or do things that you enjoy. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do, I think, in my life. But I have to say that in Sweden, I think we're very lucky as well. So I'd, I, it's not the same in every country as I, I know that. But here, I think uh, I think uh, Sweden really promotes, promotes gender equality. So here at KTH, for example, I think there are at least 30% women working in research. And I know it's not the case in in every country, of course, and every universities. But Sweden is really, I think, ahead of this. And I hope that it will inspire more women to work in this area as well in other countries and not only in Sweden. But I'm really hopeful that uh, 
that this will go towards 50-50 very soon. Uh, maybe not in one year, but maybe in 10 or 20 years, the next generation, it will be more homogeneous. And I think that would be that would be very good because everybody deserves, yeah, exactly, to, to do what they are passionate about and uh, women or male. I think women can be quite hard on themselves. I know that I was very much a perfectionist in engineering. Like I always um, set such high standards for myself. Um, what has it been like for you navigating your career and kind of allowing yourself to blossom? Yeah, I'm also a perfectionist and I think it's a, it's a hard work trying to sort of like let yourself go a little. Um, I think I think it's very necessary. If I would give an advice to myself, like the younger me, I would say, try to be more self-confident and uh, stop. Not everything can be perfect, but just if you want to do it, then go for it. And that's something that I think women are a bit more scared of. Like it's, it could be from society and education, but not only I think like male or usually men are usually more like they take more risk in life. It could be like also like in sports or anything like that's a, like they're not really afraid of what's going to happen next where we are really like more already thinking about the consequences and how trying to be more responsible and what are the causes to our actions and so on whereas some usually men are more like not of course that's a very generality I'm saying but not everyone of course but I think they would they would just do it and then and then see what happens and uh, whatever whereas we are more like thoughtful and uh, really think about like should should I do this or not and I think I think it's better um to do things and then be sorry about it after then trying to just wait and see if it might happen or not. Um, At least you exactly. Yeah. I think it's, uh, uh, there was something I've, I've uh, heard recently. It's like, uh, it's better. Uh, it was something like, um, it's better to do it and then ask for forgiveness than ask for permission and then see what happens. So I try to apply this a little bit more, just take, take risks and uh, do things. So that's a way of being more confident about, especially if you know that you can do it and achieve it and just try to give yourself the chance to do it. Don't like, you know, don't shut yourself down before you can even try. I guess yeah. that's the, the message. <laughs> so some people might be watching this and hearing our conversation thinking well she's got a PhD you you're about to get your PhD like I mean we're talking about two women who are maybe super smart and it can be really intimidating mm, I can What's see your that perspective on that I think everybody is different and not everybody wants to do a PhD first of all I didn't want to do a PhD and uh, and it, I'm not doing a PhD because I was the best in my class. I'm doing a PhD because it's really what interests me. Like I wanted to do research and to do research, you have to do a PhD or let's say it's easier for you later if you want uh, to stay in, the, in this uh, field. But I think that um, you can be very successful and very self-confident in your own uh, field as well. It doesn't have to be uh, research and of course, I have an engineering degree now. I'm doing a PhD, but not everything is 
not everything is about the diplomas and the titles that you give someone. Uh, I see people that are uh, extremely talented in art, for example, and they do not have a PhD, but I think they are uh, they are so successful and so smart. You know, I mean, it's not only about science and uh, all these things. If I want to be also successful, I have to do this and that and that. No, you can just, you can totally like be uh, like blossoming in your own field without having all those titles. And it's just, I think, very important to focus on what do you like or, or if you don't know it yet, what do you don't like? <laughs> so what you dislike, then you know that you don't want to work on this and then you can focus on the rest. And then little by little, you will find your area that, that defines you or that like really like helps you wake up in the morning and work on this. And I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody is successful in their own way. And again, like just thinking about like, oh, like she has a PhD or, or like they're all nerds, uh, like I can never be them. That's another limitation you're putting to yourself. So don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's think about what if, think about what you can do right now. Those kinds of thoughts are self-made. Exactly, exactly. It's because it's too much thoughts going through our brain. Like you need to say stop and just do it. You can do pretty much anything in 20 seconds. That's always what I tell myself as well. 20 seconds of courage, like just do it. So I don't have any role models. I would say that I have more like inspirations. Uh, <laughs> I would say it like that. Uh, things or thoughts that really inspire me more than a, a person. I think I have, or I would have multiple persons then. <laughs> um, I would see it like that. I think it's good to, uh, I think philosophy in general helps a lot to understand more about our own experience in life, but also like as women and in science, it's also, I think, very, very interesting. Um, there are many philosophers that discuss, you know, the relation between science and life in general. And I think helps a lot trying to connect uh, more, at least my work and my life together and really like take things into perspective, like sort of take a step back on uh, what's happening. So personally, that, what, that is what helps me the most. Um, every day at work, for example, when I see uh, my boss, for example, or other colleagues, uh, I always try to, to, you know, take, observe, and then really take the most that I can from them, learn the most that I can from them. Uh, so that after that, you can like progress. And of course, I would recommend that everybody does that. For example, I'm really against uh, jealousy and all these type of negative thoughts. I think that does not make you progress. Uh, instead, you should try to really like take a step back, observe and learn, and then try to apply to your life uh, in a way that suits you as well. And I think that's the best way to progress and uh, become a better person, if, ultimately, I would say. Yeah, it sounds like your way of looking at life is that we're all individuals with talents and skills, and we should really make sure that we know what those are about ourselves exactly i mean yeah. we're not good at everything that's also good to know <laughs> and to acknowledge and uh, and the things that you're good at then uh, you it's also a very good way of like i think 
progressing is to share with other people. So that's, I think, that's also like what we say also when you try to learn something. Like that's what also I like about academia, like the teaching aspect uh, of my work. Uh, you really like share your knowledge with other people. And while you share it, then you also learn yourself more about like, you know, how is it perceived? Like also your knowledge, your competencies, you need to strengthen them. Um, so I think, yeah, like trying to identify those areas where you're good at and like you perform well and then try to make them even better. And then if there's something you're less good at, then it's good. You just, you know, like acknowledge that it's, it's less good. It won't be perfect. Nothing can be perfect. But then you can learn from others. And this sharing, you know, like experience really like make you or make all of us at the end of better, better humans in and not only in science, but also in life. And that's, I think, uh, the combination that makes uh, makes you happy also to work, <laughs> which is the, the fundamental thing, I think, here. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Not be afraid to fail. I think that's uh, that's one. By failing, you really learn. And I, I came across this acronym, uh, I think, last year or something. So FAIL can be the acronym for first attempt in learning which I think is really cool. (laughs) And I think that that is the best advice that was given to me. And I would give it, I also give it to other people and I would give it to myself again (laughs) if I could. So don't be afraid to fail. And also to not take life too seriously. So that's from friends. And I think think that's, uh, that's a good advice too, because it's very easy to get like sort of stuck in your work and if you're very perfectionist or if you're like really trying to do good and sometimes you just work too much and it's good, you know, take a step back and like enjoy, like, why are you doing it? You know, try to find again the purpose. Why are you doing this? Like, should you like put yourself in the situation? No, it's maybe not worth it. You know, just like try to see like the bigger picture. Failure is not wasted. No, no, it's never wasted, never. You always learn from failure and fail as much as you can. <laughs> and then you will you will like really grow and build on your failure, which is the most important things. And not only, you know, failure in your professional life, but also, yeah, even during your studies or in your personal life. That's how like and it's very easy to get caught up also in, in your routine and so on. And I think it's good also to always take a step back and take risk. And if you fail, you fail. And you will learn from it. So not be afraid of that. More rather than staying in your like everyday routine that you you enjoy maybe just because you know it's very like reassuring, but it's maybe not what you want to do. So if you have to take a risk, yes, you might fail. But if you fail, it's good. That's what you need to know. Basically, you should fail, and then you will learn more. What's been your most humbling experience in life? If you don't mind sharing that I'm very organized and I think like once like when I was studying I really wanted to have you know this uh, I wanted to go like through this like perfect like plan. I will do this internship then I'm gonna work this company and so on and then I got completely rejected and that was very hard I cried a lot at the time because I couldn't you know see the big picture again like and you usually can't when you're in the moment but then like it turned out that if I look at myself now and what I would have become if I would have been in this company, for example, 
I wouldn't have been happy because now I am happy. So I think it wasn't really like an event, like an event. In, it's an event that happened that really was like brutal. And that will happen to, I think, all of us <laughs> in our life or in our career. It can be real work related or like relationship, anything. And, um, and I think that you really need to take it in and it will be a bit difficult in the beginning, but then you all should always tell yourself that, okay, this is for the best. And when I say that, I don't mean it like, oh, you should just step back and be passive and just see what happens. No, it's just that new things will come and then you will like grow again on this like very dramatic experience. So for me, I think what was very like humbling was the fact that uh, like only a few weeks later, I could go to like or go apply to a new like job, new position that really fit like fit in my uh, personality and my background and so on. And if for some reason I would have taken the previous one that I got rejected, then I would have missed this chance and probably I wouldn't be where I am today. So the future is always brighter than what we think <laughs> and. We, it's difficult, of course, in the moment to always be like trying to look at the bright side of things. But I think it's very good to take a step back and try to do it because at the end of the day, everything goes well. And if it's not good, if the end is not good, then it means that it's not the end. That's what I like to, <laughs> to say as well. Dramatic things like could be job or anything in your family, a happening relationship and so on. It's always, I think humbling the fact that after the storm comes, you know, the, the sun. And I could see in this particular experience and this time of my life, it was only a few weeks apart. So I could really see like, wow, you know, like things really change for the best at the end. And never spend too much time in the morning about your situation. Try to rebound because things after are always much better. Always. What? kind of things do you do to uh, get yourself through those times? So I think, so everybody has their way of, you know, like going through those like dramatic situations. It's good to like, you know, like be sad. It's okay to be sad and you should be sad, you know, like get it out of your system. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, I usually go outside. I need to be out in the nature. Like I go hiking. I, it, if I, I like to be alone so I would just say to my friends okay I'll be back in a few days and then uh, and then I just go walk or and you know I take it all out and then I let myself maybe you know like one two days and then I said okay stop like that's it I did it there's no point continuing uh, being in that you know like negative emotions and mindset it's not worth it so then you just like try to think okay I see it really as an engineering because I'm, I'm an engineer so I see okay this is my problem and then I try to find a solution but then you can ask for help also it's okay to ask for help and people will help you uh, to go back into this like more active mode trying to find solutions oh I love the way you think and I'm like so on the same page as you where I think it's really important to have your emotions it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be overwhelmed. And you just have those emotions. And then like weather, you know, it can drizzle. It can be an absolute thunderstorm, but it's never that forever. 
And so I love this idea that you're very like solution focused, which is so typically engineering. It is. Amazing engineers because we, you know, we think about these things and we care about these things. And um, it's just been so amazing to hear not only about the science that you're involved with and the engineering and the innovation, but also to learn more about you as an individual. Um, because I think, you know, this real marriage of not just super smartness, but also an intellectual um, or an emotional sort of intelligence uh, makes I for guess. the is. So, yes. <laughs> wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shine. It was the same for me. Very, I really enjoyed talking to you. It was really nice. <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. Please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews means the more interest from those algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. You can catch more of this conversation in not just an audio format, but in an extended visual format on YouTube. It's all about self-discovery and evolution on innovation. So as always, be kind and loving to yourselves and I wish you all a great week.